Well, hello, everybody. We have a special show and another special guest with us today. We have Richard Tice. He's back on the channel, as promised, because we have a big by-election coming up in uh, Bexley um, after, obviously, uh, James Brokenshire. Uh, we lost him recently as a Conservative um, MP, and we now have Reform UK and Richard Tice standing to give a bit of a kicking to the Conservative Party and the establishment, right? <laughs> good. Uh, well, that's right. Hi, good afternoon. Great to be back. And uh, thanks for having me again. And yes, I've been out on the, the streets of Old Bexley and Sidcup, uh, talking to businesses as well and houses. And, and obviously, this is a by-election that no one wanted, of yep. course, Maya. But, uh, you know, the, the sad truth is democracy carries on, life goes on. So uh, there is going to be a by-election. We understand uh, breaking news, actually. We understand it's going to be on Thursday, the 2nd of December. Right. Uh, that's what we've been told today. I think a writ has been moved and it'll be confirmed literally uh, today or tomorrow. But that's yeah. uh, that's the plan. So uh, the Labour Party have chosen their candidate. Tories have as well. And we're out. We've delivered yeah. uh, we've delivered over thirty five thousand booklets, 20 page booklets already. Wow. Already <laughs> to, uh, to every house in the constituency, setting out our policies and our plans. And we've got sort of three, uh, three clear messages, Maya, that we're saying to people. We're saying, look, send a message back to Westminster that you're not happy because the truth is people want lower taxes and I think people want zero waiting lists. We're hearing terrible stories about not being able to access GPs on the doorstep. And the really topical thing, of course, at the moment is actually people want cheaper energy and they're rather happy with their boilers. Yes. So we're very much going to be uh, majoring the point, save our boiler. You know, we all love right. our boiler. Uh, it does a fine job. It heats our homes. We get nice hot water. We get warm radiators, warm rooms. And the truth is, heat pumps don't provide that, Maya. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's quite clear. They, uh, they're they noisy. They're expensive. Uh, mm. They they take, uh, you know, they're very expensive to run off yeah. electricity. And they don't heat your water to the same temperature. They don't heat your rooms to the same temperature. So you either need much bigger radiators. Yeah or underfloor heating. And I think people are just waking up to yeah. the absurdity of this government's energy policy, yes. which is built around uh, what I call net stupid, actually. I really do. The yeah. idea that everyone's got to replace their boilers for yeah. this technology that, that for many people doesn't work. Yeah. Yes, it works if you've got a, a brand new, superbly insulated home, but that's just not the reality. And we all want to cut emissions, yeah. but there's much smarter, uh, more clever ways to do that than to try and replace everybody's boilers. And th that message is hitting home loud and clear. Yeah, on the issue of uh, boilers, of course, uh, we have uh, the uh, the COP26 uh, right now happening. This by-election is kind of surrounded by the issue of uh, a climate change conference. Um, do you think, uh, politically speaking, uh, do you think it's going to be either helping you guys because it's kind of the, the people at the conference are showing their own double standards and hypocrisy they're taking their own planes and private jets everywhere but secondly some of the policies that are coming up with solutions are too extreme for ordinary people out there and or do you think this is going to undermine the existing by-elections i think no one's going to actually pay attention to bexley sitcom i think the truth is no one likes the hypocrisy uh, that we're seeing from so many of the world leaders and delegates and the elite, and people just, can, they can smell that it seems to be once again, one rule for the elite and the yep. leaders, and another rule for us ordinary folk, uh, you know, living 
uh, our lives in constituencies like mm. Old Bexley and Sidcup. And people just know something's wrong. It's a bit like with Brexit. Yeah. People, in their gut, people felt that something was wrong. It wasn't quite right. We were being lectured to and harangued. Yep. And the same is true here. People think, hang on, there's nothing wrong with my boiler. And yes, we all want to save emissions, but we can use technology to do that. Mm. And actually, the position we're in is this government's fault, this Conservative Party's fault. We were a net exporter of energy when they took office in 2010. You know, and, and now we're a huge net importer, yep. reliant on the likes of President Putin or Macron for our energy. And people know that is wrong. People know that actually we've got lots of cheap, accessible gas, shale gas under our feet here in the UK uh, and, and also offshore. So we should be using cheap uh, shale yeah. gas for our, for our heating. And yes, let's invest in a diverse range of nuclear and tidal and hydrogen um, to see what technologies emerge over the next 10 to 20, 30 years. Yes. But people know the current plans are... Uh, th they're just not right. And we can have net smart energy policies that reduce emissions affordably and proportionately. Yeah. And no one likes being shafted by the yeah. likes of China uh, and India, who are clearly not going to reduce their emissions. They're still building coal-fired power stations. Yeah, There's no legally enforceable commitments. So what on earth are we doing? Literally, Hesher virtue signaling, impoverishing uh, the UK, and sending our, our jobs to China, our money to China. People don't like that. And they, they just know in their gut something's badly yeah. wrong. Uh, the rest of um, the, the, obviously the narrative from your side is uh, back to basic, essentially, kind of focusing on the priorities for people, as you said, money in their pockets and everything else, as well as energy policies. Uh, do you think the political class right now, all the main parties, have kind of forgotten that? Because um, I've... I've We've all watched the party conference season and uh, all the stuff that they were talking about. Before, I was surprised that the Tories did not go completely green. But now I know why, because they had COP26 coming up anyway. So they wanted to give a better break to people. They don't, they don't want to completely <laughs> anger everybody. But uh, the, the narrative that we had from the main parties, uh, you know, for, for a while now, it's not really resonating with a lot of ordinary people, is it? The truth is, you can't uh, split the difference between mm. any of uh, the, the con-socialists between yeah. the Labour Party, between the Lib Dems and the Greens. They've all merged into one sort of amorphous yeah. mass, outbidding each other yeah. to raise taxes, outbidding each other on their net stupid energy policies. And we're the only party now that actually stands for something different. You know, we stand for cutting taxes and, and high growth. We're the only party with a bold, ambitious plan yeah. uh, that clearly shows how to get zero waiting lists. Most countries in the Western world don't have waiting lists. Why should we put up with them? We're a great, confident, talented nation. Why don't we put up with waiting lists? You know, yeah. I'm hearing on the doorstep, people can't get to see a GP for three weeks and then they get mm. a phone appointment. And if they, you know, if they're on the loo and they've left the phone in the kitchen, they've missed their appointment after three weeks. So guess what they're having to do? They're having to pay to go private yes. because they can't see the GP. So you're getting this terrible situation where basically people are ending up paying twice and it's infuriating <clears> people. And what I learned today uh, on the doorstep is extraordinary. What's actually happening is if you want a flu vaccine, you can go to your GP surgery tomorrow. You'll get yeah. a flu vaccine. Yeah. They've got room for that. Why? Because they get extra money for that. Yeah, that's the priority so, apparently for now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so all of a sudden, if there's extra cash in it, 
then the GPs, they make themselves available. It is quite interesting because um, I'm not really sure, so you're probably more familiar now by now in terms of that constituency, uh, the, the local healthcare, because overall in the country, the, the priority for the NHS, in order to protect the capacity of the NHS, priority is uh, flu and COVID patients. And uh, so they will put them in the same category anyway. For, for about two years, they told us not to compare the two. Now they're actually doing it themselves. Uh, but if we were to protect the capacity of the NHS, what about, you know, if you tell people not to go to their appointments and their treatments get cancelled, then these people, the non-COVID patients, will be extreme patients and then they're going to have to go to these hospitals, then the capacity will not be protected anyway. Do they understand the logic behind it? Or? Uh, they, they, they clearly don't. What's actually happening is, in many cases, indeed, in, again, I've heard it on the doorstep, because you can't get to see a GP and you're in such pain, you're ending up having to go to A&E. So A&E is becoming uh, you know, essentially blocked with people who should be yeah. in GP surgeries for a relatively... Uh, routine uh, issue. Instead, they're having to go to A&E. A&E gets blocked up. The waiting time for A&E increases. The waiting time for ambulances to be able to discharge patients into A&E goes up. So the whole thing uh, is being blocked up, um, not by uh, you know a lack of goodwill and effort, mm. by pure bureaucratic yep. incompetence. And by, look, there are many GPs who are doing a great job seeing patients face to face. But I'm afraid to say, I've got to tell it as it is, yep. there are many that are not. And they're being led by a union, the BMA, mm. which is, it's, it's the militant Arthur Scargill-like yeah. union of today. Frankly, whatever the BMA says, yeah. do, if you believe and do the exact opposite, you'll be nearer the truth. <laughs> and they're behaving shockingly and appallingly. Yeah. And it's interesting that the leader of the BMA seems to have suddenly resigned. Right. I wonder if he realises that he's completely misread the mood of the country. Yeah. And that, you know, it's a very bad situation to get into where, yeah. where the population are losing confidence in one of the foundations of our society, a GPs, family doctors. Yeah. But I have to say, in many cases, it's self-inflicted. And where there's wrong, we've got to call it out, we've got to tell it honestly, and we've got to change it. It's not good enough. Mm. That's, that's unfortunately very true. Um, when it comes to um, these sort of things, I think it's all about long-term kind of campaigns to make sure that we keep raising awareness and it's not really instant for not just people to be aware, but also the establishment themselves and like, you know, know that groups like BMA are actually quite militant right now. Uh, the final question is, I just want to get your perspective on this because um, smaller parties, when they created, you know, especially back in the days of in UKIP, uh, what helped them was not one of kind of, big elections like general elections uh, unless uh, there was a very very obvious plan short-term plan like the brexit party to push for Theresa may to go away to get brexit done that was a different obviously project but uh, with uk what helped uh, the, the sort of parties was um regular and long-term by-elections smaller elections local elections uh, so right now of course this seat is pretty blue and conservative so what, what's your message for a lot of people who are Sick and tired of the, the Tories right now. Uh, there could be natural Tory voters, uh, but uh, they are kind of scared, uh, kind of afraid of change to vote for Reform UK because... Um, our, message is, yeah, our message is simple. Uh, use your vote, lend us your vote hmm. to send a clear message, not just to Boris yep. and the, the Con-Socialists, but actually to send a message to Westminster hmm. that you're not happy with the direction of travel, that you're not happy with taxes going up, you're not happy with record ever lengthening waiting lists and you're not happy with a net stupid mm. energy plan uh, that doesn't make sense 
uh, that, that is unachievable and is, is completely unaffordable for yep. ordinary citizens. And I think this last one, uh, the issue of these net stupid energy policies, I, I think that could be the big one. I think that could be the next Brexit over the coming months as people start to see the bills, to see the stupidity of it, uh, that's really going to, and, and we're the only party that's yeah. standing against that. And you yeah. know, we all want to reduce emissions, sure, yeah. but there's a much smarter way exactly. of doing that. You know, I'm doing my bit. I've got a 100% electric car, as has my deputy. We're the, only, we're the only political leaders, by the way, who've got electric cars. So don't anybody say <laughs> that we're not doing our bit. Yeah. But the current plans are net stupid, and we can yeah. be net smart about reducing emissions. So yeah, when it comes to being green, you're you're more green than Boris Johnson right now in his cars. So <laughs> well done for that. Um, the the um, whilst a lot of the Tory MPs are friendly towards this channel, always come as guests. Um, unfortunately, the Conservative candidates, uh, we approached them to come on the show, but CCHQ, the Tory HQ, have uh, declined to help. I so, believe it. So yeah. Cowardly. Just, uh, so I just wanted to let, let, let the viewers know, um, of course, the Labour Party would not touch this channel <laughs> at all. So, but I uh, know I just want to give a massive thank you to... Well, uh, thank you guys, for, uh, for the time. Yeah, I'm no, I know. always willing to chat, you know me. And, and because of the fact that, you know, you're the only one so far on the show, best of luck with everything. So. <laughs> Thanks very much, <laughs> Thank Mark. you very much. Okay. Cheers.